What's up everyone, my name is Thomas Noah and I'm the founder and owner of 3G System Fitness. And I'm here to introduce you a program that I've been working on for many years now and it's called My Fitness Journey. So what is My Fitness Journey? So My Fitness Journey is a platform to tell story. It's an educational platform. It's a platform for others to tell their story, um, their challenges, their success when it comes to their wellness, their fitness, and how they were able to, able to overcome certain goals or achieve a certain level of success. And my fitness journey is the concept, the idea that my journey is different than yours. It's the idea that, you know, that my path of to success is not gonna be as you know consistent as yours. It's not gonna be the same as yours. We can eat the same thing, we can have, do the same exact activities, but we're gonna get different results. And there are different factors involved, whether it's um, anatomically how you were built or a diet or even a mindset, another thing that people don't really think about a mindset, right? It goes into why one person gets one result versus the other. So that's why we're here to educate people on why this is extremely important to get people to rethink what it means to be fit. So why my fitness journey? Once again, my fitness journey is the idea uh, is the goal is to educate people. So why my fitness journey is for you to understand that my journey is never gonna be the same as yours and it's okay, right? It's okay, you have a different experience, um, you have a different mindset and some of us need to change our mindset to continuously get results. And that's why we're here to educate people that it's okay wherever you are in your journey, right? It's okay, it's okay to learn from others and that's exactly why this platform exists. It's a platform to allow others to to see, you know, what it takes to get there, um, to experience it, to also get to a place where, you know, you could have that realization that like, I'm not alone, you know? Um, I'm not weird after all, you know, if anything. Um, and I'm not so different after all. There's somebody else who's going through this exact experience or have gone through this experience and I can relate to them. And now it also gives you a resource or reference to, to reach out to someone and say, hey, I heard your story and uh, I wanted to ask you or follow up on some specific things about how were you able to do it? Right. What made you, you know, keep on going when um, when the challenges were always there, you know, so it gives you a reference to reach out to. And it gives you that realization that we're all humans. You know, it also it humanizes people because what social media has also done now is uh, it puts people on this pedestal or it sets unrealistic expectations of what it means to be fit. And our goal is to eliminate that, is to really humanize people so you, the audience, can understand that um, it's, it's, it's a grind, it's a consistency, right? It's, it, and it, anybody can achieve certain goals, you just have to personalize it, you just have to use that information, that person as a reference, keyword reference, right? Um, take notes, 
but then apply it to your story, to your journey, because once again, your results are gonna be different than that person. What inspired me to do this and what does it, why does it matter to me? I, I'm, I'm passionate, as you can hear my voice, this is what I'm passionate about. And once again, I think, unfortunately, in the social media, it's a great platform. It's a great platform to easily access information, um, to, to visually, to follow people, to see people's stories, to see their journey, but they don't do a great job at the in-between. That journey process, that process to, of how you got there, that story is never told. And that's a problem because it says, once again, sets unrealistic expectation where people are, you're viewing somebody and trying to replicate exactly what they're doing, thinking you're gonna get the same exact results because they're in here basically taking a picture in the mirror and presenting themselves a certain way. And you're thinking that if I do exactly this, I'm gonna achieve the exact results. And the fact is it's not true. And it sets people up for disappointment, um, for you know, people become depressed and, and increases in the people's level of anxiety, you know, when they realize that they're not getting the same results. It's so much false information out there. Um, and my goal is to be able to really, like I say, humanize people and get people to understand this journey is a very personalized approach, right? And there's so many factors that will lead to success, but other factors that will also not lead to success. And a huge part of that is the mindset, is the mental game, right? And this is why we're here to constantly ask our audience, why, why, why? Because we want to tap into the psychology of how were they able to achieve certain goals. And also tap into the question that no, no one ever really talks about, social media doesn't do well at doing it, is the struggle. You know, the challenges, it's not always easy. I don't always wake up and want to work out, you know, and just go, go, go at 100%. No, physically I'm not. Sometimes you're exhausted at times, right? And there's so, certain challenges just come, right? But no one ever tells that story. And our goal is to really highlight that so people can see, you know, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense because I'm going through that right now. Or, you know, once you're at that point, you're like, Perfect, I was listening to this person's story and they said exactly just this, and this is what I'm going through, you know? So that's why we're starting this platform once again to really just educate people and get you to understand that you're not alone. Right, so what inspired me to keep doing this? Um, it's a lifestyle, that's really the best way. One thing I'm passionate about is helping people set the right goals for themselves, the realistic goals for themselves. So a lot of the times when people start talking, I, I stop them and take a step back. Think about what you're saying and think about how that's gonna lead to success, right? Or you might be thinking something else, but you meant to say something else. So one, I try to help people understand um, their goals and have setting the right goals. I want to lose 20 pounds and then, but then what? So you lose that 20 pounds. Now what, right? And sometimes it's the how they lose the weight that sets them up for defeat. 
because there's so many different like fads, diets, and different quick fix systems out there that people are selling to you all the time. And you want, you're like, okay, like let's do it. And then you get locked into it. Most of the time you don't see results because it's not personalized to you. And then the other time is you do it at such unhealthy rate. And then you get to that point of losing the 20 pounds and you don't know how do you even got there. Now, there's, there's another part of it is the maintenance part. It's, you gotta maintain the result, but you haven't been educated to maintain the results. So how are you actually gonna do that? A lot of the times, guess what? People gain the 20 pounds, sometimes plus more. You know, and so that's the problem. And that's why my goal, the company 3G, our vision is to create a lifestyle change, right? It is fitness for busy people, but it is to create the goal. The ultimate goal is to create a lifestyle change. And so the action, the in-betweens, the actionable steps helps people tell that, you know, create that lifestyle change. So for me, why I'm inspired to do it every day, um, it's not, once again, it's not easy, you know, but the ultimate goal for me is it's a lifestyle. I don't have any like, you know, I'm gonna lose five pounds tomorrow type goals, right? I, my, my goal is I wanna wake up every day and feel great. I wanna wake up every day and feel energized and have the energy to start to continue to do what I do. Right. And so not having like, I didn't want to lose five pounds on this day and this, this and this day. It helps me just keep everything at a healthy rate and not setting unrealistic expectations where I'm discouraged because I'm not achieving this crazy goal that I thought I could achieve in the first place. It's a lifestyle, whether it's to fitness, whether it's to nutrition, diet, it's a lifestyle. I wake up every day and I want to look my best and feel my best and educate people to be their best. What is the hope for my fitness journey? Um, the hope is once again, it's reference to have a realistic, to be able to relate to somebody, right? To one, recognize that your story is different than mine, my story is different than yours. My journey is different than yours, right? But recognize that the first thing and then realize that you are not alone. Uh, what you're experiencing currently, someone else have experienced it. Right, and they are now on the other side where they've learned, they're grown, and now they're living that as a lifestyle. So it now gives you a reference to say, hey, I saw your story and it inspired me to do this. Now, how can I get better at what I'm doing? You know, it gives you a chance to follow up on this person's story, um, but it also gives, it's, an, it's the educational piece to, to be able to follow up however way you like but then once again realize that this journey this is a process this is not a fixed quick fix system you know uh, this is not something that's just gonna you snap your finger and you get results right it's difficult uh it's challenging but it's persistency right you got to stay consistent you got to stay persistent right you got to continuously fight that battle those demons right and really master your mind it's the mindset piece the reason why i keep going every day is because i do not make excuses for myself i do not pity myself yes we all have those days you recognize you know the down days but don't live in that for too long you know because there is an ultimate goal that needs to be achieved
you know? And so that's why we're here. That's why we're doing this, to give you a healthy platform to be able to use the tools, the resources, and then kill it in your journey. All right, so here it is, right? Episode one of my fitness journey. Guess what who we're talking about? My fitness journey, okay? This is why we're here. This is why we're here to, uh, to launch the first, to give you a sense of what this is gonna be like what the experience is going to be like as an audience and how, you know, how I'm going to interact with my guests to highlight certain aspects of their story and ask them the why's, right? The why, why, why? And so starting with me, uh, once again, my name is Thomas Noah and I'm the owner uh, of 3G System Fitness. So going back to the beginning, I was born in Liberia. Uh, it's a tiny little country in West Africa. And Liberia experienced a civil war for about 20 years, uh, just about as long as I lived there. Um, and it, I experienced everything and just about anything having to do with civil war. Um, so fortunately, um, my mother being the champ that she is, found a way here. And so in 2003, we immigrated into the US and uh, my life began, you know, uh, as an American, as a uh, Liberian-American. And, um, and my life, really, my fitness journey really started that summer when I was introduced to the Ron Burton Training Village. And so what is the Ron Burton Training Village, most of you ask? Um, the Ron Burton Training Village, long story short, it's, it's a program um, that allows that, it's a leadership program that really, it builds young men um, of all kind, from of all ages, of different color, different backgrounds, different, you know, um, demographics. It's, it builds you into a leader and focuses on fitness, the spiritual, it's, it's mind, body, and spirit approach. So just quick, a little bit about the camp. So on a day-to-day -day basis, we wake up 4.30 in the morning and we run seven miles, <laughs> five days a week. And we're tested every Friday. And we're tested because uh, the goal is to, to set a goal to achieve. And so you train for a week and you have a chance of checking back in with your body and your mind to see how you've grown over that five weeks program. And um, let's just say it's one of the toughest training programs you could ever go through. Um, the courses, the toughest seven mile course you will ever experience. Um, but one thing that I actually took away from this program is, it's the lifestyle, the culture, the structure, the discipline that is achieved through this program. What actually happens during the program is, um, the camp every summer um, has a really good relationship with the Naval Academy and, um, and West Point Academy. So every summer they would send representatives to come to the camp and really run the camp. They host the camp, they facilitate the camp and they train with us, which, you know, sleep in the same area, they train with us, they set the expectations. And that's where I started to really, um, to, to learn the disciplines, uh, leadership. And I think a lot of people now look at me and uh, I, I get this all the time. They say, you know, you have a very, like they ask me if I'm military or, um, or say I have a very military-like mindset and just way of life. 
uh, and the, just the way I carry myself and structure my life. Yes, because that's where it all started. You know, you live with these guys, they set the expectations. We win as a team, we get punished as a team, right? It's that mindset. You sleep as a, as a huddle of maybe 10 to 15 guys, you are set, you, you sleep in the same bunk area. So in the morning, you make your bed together or you clean together, you make sure your area is clean and that, you know, there are rewards that come with the, the unity as a team, as a huddle, and there are, you know, challenges or, uh, or punishment that comes with, you know, lacking that level of, you know, just engagement with your team and be on the same page and being a team player. Um, and so that's some of the things that I learned through the program. But one thing that really was a major part of my life is the physical aspect of it. So of course, at the age of 10 to 18, you're running seven miles a day. Um, and that's just the starting of your day. That's just the start. You're doing obstacle courses. Um, you're doing relay races. You're doing clinics for specific sports that you play. Um, it's a very healthy, competitive environment. And the, the, the biggest takeaway is the mindset. Um, with all that activity every day, you're expected to wake up the next day and do it all over again and again and again. What does that teach you? It really teaches you to master your mind, to be mentally tough, physically tough, but more so mentally tough and be emotionally and spiritually tough as well. So that's really what the fitness journey, my journey started through the program, through the Ron Burton Training Village um, when I was introduced to the program in 2003. And um, one thing that the Burton program also introduced me is of course, long distance running. So you work, I mean, I went through the camp for 12 years, 12 plus years, 12 years as a camper. And, uh, and then um, about a few more years after that as a counselor. So over 15, 16 years. Um, so long distance running became second nature to me. And, um, and so as a result, actually, funny story, I ran my first marathon in eighth grade. You're probably wondering how is that even possible? Well, naturally, um, because of the level of training we did, um, like I said, long distance running became second nature. So the specific story to that. So uh, my mentor slash one of the, um, the counselors uh, or you know, the brothers of the Burton family, he ran every summer to raise money for the camp. Uh, no, he ran every, every year for, do, um, for the Boston Marathon on behalf of the camp. He ran the Boston Marathon on behalf of the camp. And what he would do for the guys who live locally, he would stag, he was he would have a staggered on different parts of the marathon, different uh, of the route, the marathon route, and um, and so each guy has about three, four miles to run. And then it's almost like a relay. You kind of pass them off to the next group, and the next group pass them off, and we're there to uh, we're there to. Um, to just motivate him, to get him water, to just help him use as less and least amount of energy as possible. So me living in Framingham, the marathon starts in Hawkinton. I had the very first route 
So for me, it was about six, seven miles, whereas everybody had three to four miles. So, um, but I loved it. I loved it. Um, first of all, it's all downhills. <laughs> so it was very easy for me. Um, but the first time I did my first marathon, I got to Framingham. I'm like, man, this is amazing. Like, I feel so energized. This is so exciting. I'm getting motivated by all, you know, the, it's just the energy is amazing. It's just out of body. And I got to Framingham. I'm like, well, I'm just gonna keep going because I'm feeling this. Halfway into the marathon, I'm like, well, I'm kind of halfway in now. It would be really, you know, like with all this crowd, like it would suck to kind of have to go against the green and walk back home. So I'm just gonna finish it. So that's how I finished my first marathon, literally, like not having to train for it. Just wanted to finish on the other side. So I struggled through just about six hours was my first marathon time. And over the years uh, before I graduated high school, I ran a total of four marathons. Um, and the rest were, I think, yeah, um, four marathons. And the longest I ran total was 18 miles. I've long then beat that record. Um, in 2019, last year, I ran the Las Vegas Marathon um, at four hours and 19 minutes nonstop. So all 26.2 miles nonstop. That's my record so far. Um, but anyways, just kind of going back a little bit. Um, yeah, so four marathons before high school. Um, but what that fitness journey looks like and looked like in high school. I started more so on the educational side uh, in high school. I, I was introduced to, uh, I think at the time it was a pilot program. It was like a fitness, health and fitness class that was first launched. I think this was my junior year or senior, may have been my junior year. And uh, and I remember, uh, so it really was a class that taught you how to really, how to work out, how to, how to uh, do, you know, edu it educated you to work out properly correct form, but also help it educated you to educate others on how to properly work out. And, uh, and really that's when personal training was born for me. And that's when I started learning about what it means to be a personal trainer, how to help people correct forms and all these things and, uh, and really working out at a high level. And, uh, but as an athlete in high school, I played football all four years of high school, but, um, I was a better wrestler than I was a football player and I wrestled for two years. Uh, that's definitely one of my biggest regrets is not starting earlier. And the funny thing is even the silliest, the reason sometimes we don't start something. It's ridiculous, my biggest regret, uh, simply because of the uniforms. Like I thought I was too cool. <laughs> I was too cool for the uniform. I looked at it, I'm like, ah, I'm not wearing that. Like, no way. <laughs> I was so worried about what I look like. And, and not realizing it's like, this is something I was gonna be really good at. This is something that could have potentially take me, take me to college you know, on a full ride. Thank God for the Burton camp. I still went to school on a full ride, but I could have played, I could have wrestled at a division one college if I hadn't been so young and stupid, you know, <laughs> young-minded. But let's just say, you know, I had two years of experience in high school, junior and senior year, and I capitalized on it. I worked my butt off um, that first year. And this summer, off season is really where uh, it's all done. If you wanna become a good athlete, a good wrestler specifically, you do it in off season. Um, the work is done in off season. So that summer, I remember just 
picking up on uh, tournaments whenever I could. I think I got about 50 uh, wrestling matches uh, just that summer, and it sh clearly showed the results showed my senior year. Selected the captain's choice by the other captains that uh, the year before me, and uh, and that was special to me because uh, leadership is very important to me. I always enjoy just helping people um, become better at what they do, and so that was a great experience for me. Um, senior year, I maximized. I did the best I could for the for the two years I had. Um, I came second as a sectional placer. I stayed, uh, placed in states. And I really think if I had an extra year, um, I could have become a state, a state champion or I would have had a chance at becoming a state champion. But life happens. You know, um, as kids, we tend to be immature, especially as boys. And the silliest things will divert us from really what we're meant to do. But that's a lesson for me and uh, more of the reason why I embrace who I am now um, as a man. And also even emotionally being in tune with that, you know, and being vulnerable because I think these are the lessons that I learned from just being like, you know, trying to be like everybody else and missing out on opportunities. And I'm like, no, never again, you know? So, uh, but yeah, so that's really what the experience, what that journey looked like in high school. Um, football and wrestling was really my life. It kept me structured. It kept me, it gave me something to look forward to every day. It kept me out of trouble. Um, and then college came around. I went to Stonehill College um, on the full ride, thanks to the Burton program. And that's something I also worked my butt off for because academically I wasn't, I think I'm not academically gifted, you know? Um, I'm not naturally smart. And I also didn't have the confidence then either. So that didn't help. Um, but the college came, I worked my butt off and got the scholarship and went to Stonehill College. One of the best things that could have happened to me. Um, but really, I mean, as an athlete, I, I, you know, I wasn't playing at a varsity level. But one of the reasons is I, I also did not want to be a varsity athlete in college. If I started, if 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 I had started wrestling earlier, 100% would have done that. But I did not want to play football in college because I was very focused on. I really wanted the well-rounded experience, and I think one of the things that I learned before college was. Um, was that, I mean, being a college athlete, it's like a full-time job, you know, you really don't have time to do other things, you know, things like study abroad, something that I did. And uh, I, I mean, it really just kind of set me off where I am today. So I wouldn't have had those experiences if I had played uh, varsity sports in college. So I, you know, focus on leadership experiences instead. Um, and so varsity wise, didn't really do anything, but I did play intramural sports, um, occasionally basketball and um, football, flag football, enjoy flag football, play that a lot uh, in college. And I uh, started a wrestling club as well, but unfortunately uh, I went abroad and unfortunately the, the coach at the time got let go. So the leadership wise, we didn't really have it on campus to keep the program going. So unfortunately, the program just kind of died out before I, while I was abroad, which was kind of sad. But um, yeah, but that was a good experience. And um, so didn't really do much in college as an athlete. I did try to work, of course. So what else am I gonna do? Like, and when I had the time, I worked out, um, but not as intentionally, you know, as I do now. But just try to stay in shape. 
and um, ran occasionally, but didn't really do much. But because time too is so time consuming that I did not, you know, I mean, I wanted to go back into long distance running. Um, always caught up with the marathons and stuff. And I just, I always enjoyed watching it and just going back to that experience, that high of what it was like, but didn't really have the time to do it. So fast forward, um, I graduated in 2015. Shout out to the class of 2015. And, um, and when I graduated, I'm like, you know, I went a couple years, um, didn't really think about long distance running. And then 2018 comes around, you know? I mean, but at the same time, I was still trying to be active because now you're not really in school, you're only working full time and you're not really an, uh, an athlete anymore. And now it's like, what to do, what to do, right? So so I stayed, I stayed active. Um, I stayed active as much as I could. I was probably running more at this time, but uh, nothing like a marathon or anything like that. And then it's funny how uh, the power of women, I actually recently read this book called uh, um, a women's influence. And I think um, people underestimate how powerful women are and how women tend to really kind of change our perspective and redirect sometimes because we want to impress them most of the time, to be honest. <laughs> Let's be real, right? We want to impress them most of the time. So we will literally drop everything and go. Um, but I'm, I'm bringing that up because I met this girl at the time. So I started, I started something really different, something new in 2018. I, I, I don't know what it was that just kind of clicked. And I thought, I need to start to get away more. I need to start writing down my goals, first of all. And I, need to, and I need to get away and reflect on those goals. So I started that in 2018 and the first destination was um, DC. So I went to DC, just took a couple days, got in an Airbnb and I uh, just did some day trips and on every day trip, you know, every commute, I would just listen to music, just wanted time to reflect and just be to myself. And I would use that time to write down my goals and kind of think about what the year is gonna look like. 3G was in the process of development at this time and kind of really thinking where it would go from here. Uh, I think at that, just about the same time I was wrapping up with my master's. So there was a lot going on and I really needed more time to get away and really kind of think. And during that time, I met this girl, a uh, German girl. She was interning in DC. And um, not sure even how I met her, um, but we came across each other. And, uh, and I ended up hanging out with her for like three or four days and becoming, becoming friends with her. I'm actually still friends with her because she's now back in Germany. That internship ended and she went back. But she was the reason why I'm now running marathons today. Why? Because she, she uh, in a conversation, she's like, oh, I have this half marathon coming up in March. This was in January at the time. I was like, oh, marathon, huh? She's like, yeah, I'm running a half marathon. I'm training for it right now. I'm like, huh? Maybe I'll come back and, uh, <laughs> and and run with you. So, of course. So I I, I signed up right then, and uh, one it gave me a reason to come back to DC because I love DC. DC is my favorite city in the US. Why? Because I'm not a big city guy. I'm not a city boy. I love DC because you still get that like big town feel. You know, 
Not, not too many skyscrapers, not too much. It's not crazy, it's not a cluster app. It's just very, it's very spread out, it's big. And I just love that piece of DC. And so I wanted a reason to go back anyway. So I came back here and I started training. At the time I was working for, um, I was working for this medical device company, really traveling a lot at the time anyways, traveling globally. And uh, I remember that training process for the marathon that I have was just all over the place. Like I barely had time anyway, so I actually didn't train too well for it. I remember even training in Sweden. That was fun. I, I remember uh, um, just going for, I, I love these, doing these adventure runs. So if I'm traveling in a new place where I don't know where I am, I literally just put on a backpack, get my charger, whatever it is that I need for the day, just put it in my bag and just go. I literally just go get lost all day and then work my way back. I call this my adventure run. So I remember doing that, loved it. The problem is I, on the train because I was working so much I didn't have time. Went back to DC, oh my gosh, uh, I got my butt kicked during that marathon. Man, I was so bad, <laughs> I was so bad. I completely underestimated it, how challenging. I'm like, ah, I ran four marathons before. Like, like how hard can it be? Yeah, I got my butt kicked. It was exhausting. It was not even fun. Like a mile, like six, seven, I was like, my body was just down and out. It's done. I'm like, man, this is not fun anymore. And I had another like five, six more miles to go. I'm like, oh, this is not good. But that was a lesson learned. Um, I really kind of started taking it seriously from there on. Um, but it was a great experience, you know, that kind of kicked so many things in the gear because after that run, I had I know, set a goal of, you know, like two halves that year. I ended up running four halves, like five or six 10Ks and like maybe five or six, um, like, um, what's so this 10K, oh yeah, 10K and then there's a, this is, what's the t six mile, what's the six mile mark? 10, no, the 10K is six miles. And 5K, yeah, Jesus Christ. Five. <laughs> 3.2 miles, I think it's a 5K, and then a 10K is six miles. I don't know how, why I just forgot that. So by the end of 2018, I had surpassed all my goals, you know, uh, the halves, 10Ks, 5K, and I thought, I mean, why keep running halves, you know? So I wanted to step it up a little bit more, and um, I thought, you know what? Um, at the end of that year, I set a new goal for myself. And my thought was for the next 10 years until I started start having kids and start setting, settling down and family and all that stuff, I'm gonna use marathons as a means to travel the world and to keep an adventure out. And by the end of the 10 years, um, I would have, you know, really kind of accomplished everything that I wanted to accomplish and they can really start to focus on other things now, uh, you know? So my goal was to set, to do two marathons a year for the next 10 years. That was the goal for 2019. Of course, now we're in 2020 and uh, COVID happened. So that goal did not, I mean, everything went to a hold in 2020, but 2019 was that year when I started on everything. And so my first marathon I did, in, went back to DC once again, love DC. Um, and uh, I did my first half, DC half, I mean, DC marathon, um, banged it out there. Did well, it was extremely tough. Oh man, I almost forgot what it was like. It, that hellish feeling, but, but at the same time, um, just the high from just 
running in front of how many thousands of people and running with how many thousands of people. It's just the energy level. It's just on a different level. But uh, DC Marathon was hard. Oh man, I got my, once again, got my, this is, I don't know what it is with DC. I just always get my butt kicked <laughs> in DC. And I, and I think I just underprepared. For example, um, I started great. I had a go of four hours and I really could have done faster in DC. But the problem is I went too fast of um, when I first started. The first half, I mean, I blew through that thing. And the second half just, whoo, it's like I hit a wall and my body was down and out. Everyone who I was basically uh, passing in that first half just kept running circles around me. And I'm like, man, what a humbling experience. I learned so much about just, it's like when people talk about having respect for the game, you know, you're doing something that is really deadly. People die from doing, get heart attack and injured and get taken off stretchers. And so you really had to respect it for what it is and be overly prepared, be overly trained. And I was still taking it for granted and I felt it. I felt it and it was not fun because that's the thing it takes away from the fun right the experience of it all and it was not fun but i did finish and that's the biggest thing i think had about like i want to say 4:45. yeah i think that's that's when i finished slower than my uh, my fastest from that point on which was 428 you know, but it was a lesson learned. A um, couple months later, I towards the end of 2019, I ran the Vegas Marathon, one of the best, funniest experience of my life, just wild. Went to Vegas. First of all, I've been in Vegas before. Um, it was for work. So the experience was ooh, completely different. Um, I went back, you know, this time I, really wanted to take the full experience. So I got race bands and like the, the, the rock and roll marathon, they do such a great job at hosting events. They do an amazing job at hosting events and just get, I mean, cause you have people coming in from all over the world and they, everyone is new to this environment. And so they do really well. It's just setting different events, even concerts just for runners and dinners and VIP passes. And so I got a wristband that took me to a VIP party where there's um, kind of like a, oh, what's, what's, what's the, I, I can't really think right now of the name, uh, Bruno Mars band, what's his band, what's his band? But yeah, but anyways, like I, it was a Bruno Mars cover up, uh, went to this like VIP party that had this cover band and um, they had a, a buffet. Like I enjoyed that night, that was amazing. And I was there by myself, they didn't know anyone and it was a freaking blast. Um, so that was a cool experience. I also had a wristband that took me into every club uh, for free um, and just got me into anything for free. I just, it, it was an amazing experience. But of course you are there for a reason. So you can't get too carried away. And that's the beauty of, of travel, right? It's a very intentional way of traveling because you do want to have fun and explore and get to get involved and immerse, you know, just uh, experience um, and get connected with the, the locals and all that stuff. By the end of the day, like you are there for a reason. There, You are there for a specific goal and up to a, a you, some people have been working for training for a year now. So you can't, you at the end of the day, there is 
the ultimate goal, which is you're there to run a marathon. So it, it really dictates in, in, in a positive way, actually, how you spent that time. So, um, but yeah, so I was there for about four days, um, had a great time in uh, sport. And um, at the end of the fourth day, I believe this is a Sunday. Yeah, it was a Sunday. And on um, day of the marathon, um, the crazy thing is the marathon was later on in the day. This was a four marathon. I started at like four, 4.30 in the afternoon. Um, I never experienced such a thing. Most marathons start in the morning. So the trick is how do I eat? How do I, how much time do I give myself? Like where, what do I do? What do I do with myself? Knowing that I'm about to pretty much kill myself in like five hours. It's like the last supper type of thing, you know, and making sure you're, that last supper isn't the last supper that is running your stomach for 26 miles straight and you're having to run to the bathroom because uh, every two seconds because you ate the wrong supper, you know, type of situation. So it was just so much, it was, it's a weird experience, but it was an amazing learning experience. Uh, but I got through it, and one of the best things happened to me during that uh, during that marathon. I met, you know, one of my. I mean, my current Instagram tag is called the uh, the African Goggins, right? I met the real Goggins during the marathon, during the Vegas marathon, which is one of the best experiences of my life. I crazy thing is I hadn't even haven't been following Goggins for that long, David Goggins for that long. I uh, start, a friend introduced me to him about a year before. So I started following him his Instagram and just his mindset, the grind, right? His experiences. Um, and uh, so I just really started being so fascinated by him. Let's just say this was between like my 15, 16, doing a marathon. I'm coming in, you, you take a lot of loops. There's only so many places you can go in Vegas. Um, so I'm coming in, he's going the other way about a turn and obviously past me because he's a crazy runner. Um, and I see this bald headed guy, he never has a shirt on, so you know, right? Bald headed, no shirt on, goggles, <laughs> okay? So he's passing me and I'm like, it registered, it's not goggles. And then I yell out, Goggins! And then he goes, he yells, he goes, he puts his face up like this, right? Uh, and I'm like, no way. So I end up, of course, taking my phone out on my Snapchat um, and <laughs> waiting for him, literally. He, I was probably a, a half a marathon ahead of this guy and I slowed down and waited. If I didn't slow down, he would have passed me anyway. So let's be clear. Uh, but I waited for him and I had my phone on this whole entire time. You know, and imagine the amount of energy that was actually burning from just holding my phone. Like, so I was actually getting tired doing that, but this was an opportunity of a lifetime and I probably have a 10 second window the second he comes by me and that's it. So I had my phone on, every time it shut off, I put my password in, I kept it off, and then boom, he goes and passed me. I'm like, Goggins! And I ran <laughs> and I catch up to him. And so I had my phone up and I started talking to him. Hey, what's up Goggins, how you doing, man? I introduced myself and I asked him, hey, can I do a quick interview with you? He said, yeah, sure. <laughs> I was like, yeah! 
was best thing that could have happened to me. So I I have the video now, and it's probably one of the sickest soundbites you will ever see. And I I I know someday when I'm on a big stage somewhere, I'm like a health and fitness expo. This is gonna be like part of like my anything. I'm gonna incorporate it into anything I do. So um so I'm like yeah, can I can I interview you real quick? He's like yeah, and I remember asking him. I'm like what advice will you give me right now? And he goes, don't stop effing running. I was like, let's go! I was so hyped. Like, like the time that I needed that the most is when that message came. And that message is so much deeper than people will ever understand. I actually wrote something about this. And I said, like, at the time, at that second, that message to me was God. That's how deep it was. Because one, he had no idea that my goals were for this particular race. I had two goals, to beat out of beat four hours or running nonstop. I didn't end up beating four hours because it was a challenging run. It was, I mean, just I was really dehydrated. It's a desert, it's a flat run, but it was a really tough run. Um, but when I knew timing wise, I wasn't gonna beat that time, I kind of deferred to doing it nonstop. And so the fact that not knowing what my goals were and his message to me was don't stop effing running, man, that just ended me up. And I had the sound bite, I had the video to prove it. He's clearly in the video. I'm so freaking excited. I can't wait to incorporate it into everything I do someday. So that was really like the highlight of my Vegas marathon experience with meeting David Goggins. And uh, and soon after that, I decided to change my, my Instagram tag to the African Goggins because there's so much to that. It's not about, about really taking his name and his identity, but also I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I set the goal for myself to embody what it means to be a Goggins, right? It's, it's the character, right? It's the integrity, it's the physical, mental, spiritual, you know, and physical toughness, right, that he has. It's me accepting, like, this is the life for me. This is that lifestyle that I talked about earlier. This is how I'm gonna live my life that no matter what happened today, it's not gonna impact my tomorrow. And that's the Goggins way. And so that's really why I took that name of the African Goggins. The one thing I wanted to really dive into, into this podcast as a marathon runner, um, it's the mindset, it's the challenges that comes with it. Um, and in, in the context of my fitness journey, uh, one thing I wanna recognize is I'm not your average runner. I'm not your average runner or long distance runner. I'm not your average marathon runner. I, on an average day, weigh between 180 to 190, 195 pounds. And I'm muscular. So uh, what comes with that is a lot of muscles, right? Muscular. And what mean, what that means is muscles contract. And what that means is it increases my level of, you know, injury if I'm not taking care of myself well, if I'm not stretching, right? If I'm not incorporating things like yoga, if I'm not doing more mobility, flexibility type training, I will likely to tighten up faster than the average person, you know? And of course, what comes with the weight, the pounds, it's 
exactly it. It's weight. It's pressure on your joints. You're carrying on more weight uh, on doing something that is very strenuous, that is very like demanding on the body. And with the extra weight, it doesn't help. So actually my doctor, when I started running, uh, my doctor recommended that I dropped 15 or 20 pounds if I want to start doing marathons. And I did, right? But of course, I had to still keep it going. I had to still um, find other creative ways to stay light and uh, stay mobile. And so that's when I started getting to yoga as well, um, which I i mean, for some, whatever reason there is, like culturally, it's just like, men equals no yoga. <laughs> I don't know why that is. Like yoga is like, women is supposed to be yoga, men can't do, no. The number one athletes in the world, the best of the best will tell you how yoga or incorporating yoga into their training help them become a better athlete. So that's one thing to be clear to educate people on, okay? Do yoga, all right? Especially with aging. That means, you know, the older we get, everything gets tighter, everything gets broken down. One way to maintain that is doing something like yoga. Anyways, so that's just kind of like, for me in my process of training, how I was able to incorporate these different things to train, change the way I was training, to take a more functional approach. Because I'm a cross trainer. I'm not your average marathon runner. So I'm not gonna sit here and run 100 miles a week. I can't do that. I should probably shouldn't do that because I'm gonna get hurt, <laughs> you know? So I try to take a cross training approach to do a lot of different things, of course, do my strength training, um, you know, and within that strength training is core, mobility, flexibility uh, training, you know? Um, and then incorporating yoga, you know, really kind of slowing down and 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 and, and uh, just taking a, you know, really intentional approach, but also rehab, kind of thinking, recovery, 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 doing all the right things to help me bounce back faster. Especially if you're having a you know, run 15 to 20 miles in trainings and you want to need, and you need to wake up and do it the next day, your recovery is extremely important. And that's one thing I want you know, I wanted to share is what that journey looks like and what my regimen look like. And um, I think one thing that's extremely important, I already mentioned is the mindset piece right um now you worked you set goals right and you have managed to stay consistent with that goal through your training and push the pace every week every month and you're here race day at this point there's no way back and i remember oh man so many times i asked myself why am i here doing this once again and it's just, it comes to a point every marathon runner would tell you, even the professionals are doing two hours. Physically, it's impossible. It comes to a point where your body shuts down. Most people talk about that wall that hits you between the 18 or 20 mile range. That's when it doesn't matter what kind of training you've done, your body physically says, this is it. This is my limit. I can't do it anymore. And then what takes over is the heart. It's the mind, it's the spirituality, it's that, it's that special thing that just kind of push you to the finish line. Because at this point, your body is just like, I'm done. Like, it, it, like I remember the first time, the first couple of times that like, I went to go stretch, I ended up pulling something while I was stretching. So I'm just like, ah, 
yeah, I'm just not gonna touch that. I'm just gonna keep running and just keep fighting through it and struggling through, struggling through it. Because it's really that level. Like at this point, you really you you experience every single muscle like interaction, every movement. You literally feel your muscles working in your body. That's how insane it is. So just stretching one thing, you end up pulling another thing. So really, the physicals are done. And what it comes down to, it's here. It's that mental piece. It's that ability to be mentally tough. And so many times, I'm. I think I pray harder than I do ever doing my marathon runs. Like, just God, please just take me through this and I'll never do this again. Like, please help me. I need every energy and I can, you know, and every positivity that I could, that I could can get to get to this right now. And so that's the major piece that I think a lot of people don't understand is physically you can only do so much, but it's the mental piece. It's the spirituality side of it that really kind of gets people to that finish line. And I know every major athlete, you know, uh, Olympians and um, professional athletes, they will tell you the same thing, that at some point your body is just like, I'm done, right? And what takes over is your ability, your will to fight, right? It's that piece that it, that really kind of, this the reason why we wake up every morning, it's your why. The why is what takes you to the finish line. You know, um, and so to answer the question once again of why do I do this? How do I do this every day? It's the why. And the why has to be a long-term goal than just a fixed, I'm gonna lose five, 10 pounds. The why has to be much bigger than that. Because on those days when you're just not motivated, you physically can't do it, your why is what keeps you waking up in the morning and just getting it done every day. So that's where I'm gonna end with my story. Um, I'm sure you guys will have a lot of questions for me. Uh, feel free to reach out to me um, at 3gsystemfitness.com. We are on every social media platform and um, I will answer any questions you, you have or where you are in your journey. Um, and uh, how can you overcome certain challenges? Um, what kind of mindset do you need? How do you set specific goals, tangible goals, realistic goals for yourself? Whatever question you have, this is why this platform exists. I have a lot of amazing guests for you, uh, guys and women and men who have just done amazing things uh, beyond myself. People who have done these for years and years and years, and they're still doing it with a smile on their face and they're still encouraged to do it, right? Despite all the different challenges they've come across. And that's what this platform is, to really highlight people's story, give people a chance to tell their story, right? And give you the opportunity to relate and learn and, and from their story and be able to take something away from their story. So tune in, um, it's gonna be on every platform. It's gonna be on podcast, YouTube, social media. You know it. We have it. 3G System Fitness website. Love you guys. Thank you for joining me. Peace. <laughs>